You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Monday, everyone. On today's show, we're going to kick off spring football week with our talk about what some of the things are we're going to need to look for in this spring game. We're going to hear what Jeff Halfley has to say about the team and you know what the spring game is going to look like. And we're going to check out the news. So let's start off with our news. This is our Monday morning news dump. And the biggest news had to do with BC Baseball. I mean, the only live games, or well, one of the only sets of live, ga- live games going on. You know, BC Baseball has been struggling. They were the talk of the town for a while. Now they're not playing well at all. They lose two of three to Florida State. Now the series started off um, as poorly as you could expect. They lose 10-2 to two in the opener without Mason Pelio out there, uh, who missed the game due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, they had to go with their spot starter, Joey Mancini. He lets up a bunch of runs. They let up two grand slams to the Seminoles, and Florida State just takes control. Now, the big pro- there's you know the team is just is isn't a lot of they're having a lot of issues right now. Obviously, pitching's been an issue all year long, but now the hitting isn't isn't there anymore. So they're you know just getting beat up, and that was just a rough game. You know, not, nothing good. They let up three home runs in the game, and they lose ten two. Saturday's game. Uh, you know, the BC had every chance to, to win that game. They started the game off with the bases loaded and no outs in the first inning and only were able to get one run, and that was on a wild pitch. Florida State starter then goes on to strike out the next three, and the the Seminole staff and their relievers just took care of business, and they win 5-1. You know, you can blame pitching for this one. Emmett Sheehan, you know, had his moments, and he struck out nine guys, but... The hitting. I mean, you you have that when your team is playing poorly, you have to take advantages of situations like they had in that first inning, and they didn't. And that's not on the pitching staff; that's on the hitters. And so uh, that that was a tough loss. And then they won on Sunday, but at that point, it's like an afterthought. You know, it's their first ACC win since April first against Virginia Tech. It didn't really feel like it mattered all that much. All the air has been deflated out of the fan base that really wanted to get behind this team. And now, because no one cares, they they lose two out of three. And the third game, it's like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't really matter. So BC goes out, and Alex Stiegler does a nice job pitching. You know, he he holds Florida State's hitters, who are you know murdering BC's pitching staff all weekend. Uh, he holds them in check and does a nice job. So uh, Stiegler, he deserves a. a a pat on the back, and so does Joey Walsh, who, you know, I know I've said that he's had some struggles of late. Yeah, he pitched a nice game in this game, too. So there was a huge rain delay in the middle of this one, but Boston College ends up winning game three. You know, I said going into this weekend, they needed to win two out of three against the number 18 team in the country, which at this point seems like it's it's a fairy tale that that would happen. They didn't do it. So uh, it's a loss, and, you know, they're 14, uh, 15 and 18 right now. And, you know, the season's running out. They only have a few more series left, and it does not look good for BC as they're still going to be in the bottom of the ACC heading out of this weekend. But I know BC has more fans, but let's talk about women's lacrosse who continue to, uh, you know, manhandle opponents and and good opponents. This weekend, they had a two-game set against Notre Dame and swept them. And Notre Dame was ranked higher than Boston College. They They were four, Boston College was five, and if, as I said with 
uh, Emma Healy last week. If you have not checked out um, Charlotte North, she has the chance to be you know the women's lacrosse MVP this year for the entire country because she is incredible. I watched a video clip of her just absolutely sniping a shot from pretty far out uh, on a on a free play, and it, it was incredible. So BC now is eleven and one. And they're seven one in the ACC. They play Syracuse next weekend. Uh, they have, you know, and I'm not even kidding. This team has a chance to not only win the ACC, they have a chance to win the national title. So, you know, let's continue to check out the women's lacrosse team. It's a team that I, I again, I'm not a lacrosse player, so I don't know a lot about like the ins and outs. I just know that they've been dominant in every game that they played, except for that one game that they played against UNC, who will be probably their big competitor for the ACC title. I mean, it's, that's going to be an, an intriguing ACC championship um, matchup when it gets there. And another team I haven't brought up at all, you know, they've had their ups and downs this year, is men's tennis. Uh, they they lost to Georgia Tech, but I want to give a shout-out to Max Motlug, and I'm probably mis- mispronouncing his name, but he beat the num- tw- num- 22nd-ranked player in the country uh, this weekend. So congratulations to him, um, and I like to bring up any sport that I can. Now, in a moment, we are going to chat about the transfer portal and the big news for both men's and women's basketball who both landed recruits this weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, let's talk about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is the fastest, easiest way to place bets on all your sports actions. Football may be over, but Major League Baseball, Hockey, and NBA are all in full swing. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all of these sports. All you have to do is head on over and sign up on a, for a free account using promo code Locked On. You're going to get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put $100 down, they're going to give you $50. That's a win right there. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live day one draft coverage. Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. We're going to talk a little bit about college basketball again. And I'm going to go down two big moves that happened this weekend that involve Boston College sports. Now, let's jump in first with men's basketball, where they landed a new transfer in TJ Bickerstaff, a 6'9 power forward from Drexel. Now, Bickerstaff, he averaged about 10 points a game last year. He had 19 as a season high against Pitt. And Drexel's team ended up going to the NCAA tournament, where they lost to Illinois in the first round. Now, Bickerstaff is not going to be a game changer for Boston College. However, I think there is some reason for optimism about this pick. As I've said before, not every recruit you're going to get needs to be an ACC uh, transfer. Sometimes those kids that end up from fellow ACC schools, you know, end up petering out. You can find diamonds in the rough in lower level schools. And of any of the guys that BC has gotten so far, I like both of them. I think, you know, Brevin Galloway from College of Charleston, who played with Earl Grant, you know, he was their leading scorer there. And then you get, you know, Bickerstaff, who his uncle is the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's got a, a pedigree. You know, when he came out recruited, uh, he was recruited by some big schools. I believe UConn and Pitt and a few other schools had recruited him. So he's not a, a real, um, you know, really scraping the bottom of the barrel type of guy that you're going to get here. That being said, 
is he going to be the difference between getting to the tournament and not? I don't think so. I think, you know, he's a good role player. You know, he could probably start. I, I would imagine if they can't figure out, you know, a, a, another forward to get on this program, then Bickerstaff will probably work. You know, they need a guy with a little length. He's good on defense. He rebounds. He does all the little things that you need. Um, I don't, I'm not, and, and if Earl Grant could coach him up, then, hey, all the power to him. So, you know, not a huge... Um, eye-opening recruit and transfer for Boston College, but definitely one, you know, you got you have so many spots on this roster that you got to get some guys. And getting guys like him, I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And speaking of that, you know, because you, right now you still have like four or five spots left on this roster. You have no idea what Andre Adams, uh, James Karnick, and Fred Scott are doing. So those are three more spots. If they don't play, you're going to have to fill those roles. So, um, so Bickerstaff is added on the basketball squad. Um, had someone on Twitter ask me the other day, um, will Mac McClung, uh, recruit, does Boston College have a chance with him? Because, uh, you know, Mac McClung, Mac McClung is a forward for our guard, excuse me, from Texas Tech. You know, averaged 15 points a game last year. You know, really good player. Uh, he's transferring and he listed Boston College as a school that connected with him. But you look at the other schools that have uh, listed him as a um, – as a possible candidate, and there's no chance. You know, Matt, Mac McClung's going to end up at, like, a Kentucky, and he'll do his one year, try to chase a ring, and end up in the NBA. So, um, you know, don't really read too much into that one. I don't I don't think Boston College has a chance. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, not, I'm speaking to the choir here because many of you uh, probably saw the same thing. Went, yeah, that's not happening. With that move being relatively big, there was an even bigger move done by women's basketball, led by jo- Joanna McNamee, who landed transfer uh, forward Dontavia Wagoner. Dontavia Wagoner is a huge recruit out of NC State who announced that she was going to transfer after – I talked to some NC State guys that I know from right, uh, some of the work I've done. And they said, you know, Wagoner's got a huge upside, like real star potential. Uh, she was just buried on the depth chart behind some girls, uh, some of the ladies that are coming back because of that super senior thing. And obviously, NC State is a super talented ACC team. So, you know, they're putting talent on top of that. So Wagoner is going to come in. You know, she only averaged four points a game last year, but she was a four-star recruit out of high school. She was Miss Tennessee in terms of the top college ba- uh, high school tra- recruit out of that state. She, uh, you know, she... You know, top 100 recruit out of ESPN, and you know, really, you know, I, I let me read you her uh, scouting report from uh, ESPN. An athletic guard who rebounds and handles in an up tempo game, distributes on the fast break, up tempo contributor, fills the lane on the fast break and delivers. Quick on the, off the bounce, drives on the defense, draws contact and gets to the stripe. Rises on jumper in mid game range game, defends in a pressure, reads the defense and deflects passes. A stock riser in the class of 2020. And they also said athletic guard who knocks down mid range jumpers, active defender, converts plays off of turnovers and executes in a half court game. So. A lot said there, but you know, you saw what Joanna McNamee could do two years ago. Last this year was not very good for Boston College as they were kind of rebounding and figuring out what they were going to do post Emma Guy. Uh, you know, Taylor Soul tried to do a lot. I think she tried to do a little bit too much, and that kind of put her out of her game, where she got into foul trouble a lot, and um, that caused some issues. But next year, this whole team comes back, right? So you got Taylor Soul, who's you know. All ACC. You have Cam Schwartz, who is you know really improved this year. Turns into 
a nice number two scorer for this team. And then you have Michaela Dickens, who's lethal from outside and a good defender. You add in onto that Wagoner and some of these freshmen like Allie Timmerin and some of the other kids that they brought in. And Joanna McNamee has a nice, deep program that she can build around for next year. And really, I know we had excitement this year, but I think the excitement should start moving into next year with this team really showing that they have the depth and, and star talent. Because you have Taylor Soleil, you have Dontavia Wagner and, and Cam Schwartz. You have three legit ACC like potential stars right there that you can build around. So I thought that was really a... Um, an interesting move this weekend and really a big one for Boston College and any sport when you can bring in a, a player of that talent magnitude you're in good shape so um, you know she didn't pan out at NC State and I, I don't think she was given a chance I think that was the big deal there so Dontavia uh, Wagner she will be with the Eagles so in a moment we are going to talk about spring football and look at what Jeff Halfley had to say on, uh, at the press conference on Saturday but before we do let's look at Bilt Bar 18 amazing flavors covered in chocolate. These things are amazing. You know, I have a box in my garage. I eat one almost every day as a snack. They are, you know, not sugary. They're not, they're, and the best part is they're covered in chocolate. They taste great. You know, I, I love cookies and cream. I had one earlier today um, and it really hit the spot. You know, it, it helps you with your cravings of eating other stuff um, because you're eating something with protein and good stuff in it. So check out BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, head to promo code LOCKED15 on BuiltBar.com. You're going to get 15% off your next order and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15. Are you getting ready for the NFL Draft? Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaCanafora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team will be making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of bcbulletin.com. If you have not checked out our website, please check it out. I have so much new information on there. I've talked to a handful of new recruits this weekend. I have interviews with all of them. I have some exclusive news about who the first um, recruit that's going to visit Boston College now that the dead period is over. And I have loads of information on the basketball team. You're going to want to check all that out at bcbulletin.com. Make sure you bookmark that on your phone and on your computer. On Saturday will be the Jay McGillis game, which is the spring football game for Boston College. Now, we didn't have a game last year because of COVID-19. So this is going to be the first time in two years Boston College has had this happen. And the first one under Jeff Halfley. Now, on Saturday, Halfley met with the media to talk about uh, how things were going and how the, the practices have been. And he talked about what the spring game is going to look like this year. Here's his comments from the press conference. Yeah. Um, you know, Andy, we started talking a little bit about it. I feel pretty good where we're at in practice. Probably just divide up the roster. Um, and at least for the first half, you know, make it as much to a game like as we can. I still don't think I'm going to tackle to the ground, truthfully, but we'll see where we're at. Uh, we'll divide up the roster, we'll probably divide up the staff, and at least for the first half, we'll try to make it as realistic as we can. In the second half, based on 
you know, who's available for the spring game, you know, how deep we are at the time. We'll see what we do in the second half. Um, but I'd like to, I'd like to make it as game-like as we can and, and let the guys have a little fun in the stadium. They deserve it. They've done an awesome job. That was Jeff Halfley talking about the spring game. Now, I thought he brought up some really interesting things. Now, if you remember under Steve Adazio, Frank Spaziani, Jeff Jagosinski, Tom O'Brien, doesn't really matter. When they used to have the spring games, there were these convoluted scoring systems that, you, if you remember correctly, like, you know, if the defense made a tackle for a loss, it was worth three points. And if they broke a tackle, it was worth five points and all this other stuff. And as a casual fan, you'd watch these spring games and go, the hell is going on? Because you didn't know what the scoring was. It was just so convoluted and weird. Now, what Halfley just said there, and he says it more in a clip afterwards, is that Boston College is going to go to more of a traditional game. They're going to split the roster in half. They're going to have one half on one team and, you know, coached by one, probably one um, coordinator and one caught top. Uh, coached by another and they're going to go with just traditional rules he says later he goes six points for a touchdown one for an extra point three points for a field goal and that's how we're going to do it so i thought that was really interesting because that you know the game will be on saturday on the acc network and you'll be able to watch it there now uh in terms of people asking me and i believe me i get asked a lot about this kind of stuff because bc hasn't said anything about it the spring game there has been no uh, official announcement yet of whether fans can or cannot go to the game. Now, if fans are going to be allowed, because if you remember the state of Massachusetts is allowing fans back into Red Sox games, uh, basketball, you know, Bruins, things like that. It would it would also mean that you know Boston College, if they wanted to, could have them. I have to imagine, and I don't know anything right now. I'm saying this off the top of the uh, off the, right now that I don't have any insider information. Just my logic, the way my brain is working with this. If Boston College was going to allow fans in, they would have announced it by now. That's my thoughts. Like because BC, in order to get this to work and for them to do it safely, to make sure that you know social distancing is happening and mass or whatever they want to do to make sure that this happens and it happens right. They would have to hire – I'm sure they'd have to hire staff for this. And they haven't said anything about that. And they haven't said anything about fans. And, you know, they would probably want to know – like let fans know that if they want to come, they can come. And they would want to let them know as soon as possible so they can make plans. Haven't heard any of that yet. So, you know, maybe today – you know, it's Monday. Maybe they'll find out today. You know, Jason Baum had said that there hasn't been a decision made yet. So – there's an outside chance. I, if I was a betting man, though, I'd say that probably won't be fans. There hasn't been fans at anything yet. So why do it for this? I mean, I've, I would love for to have fans there. I just don't think it will happen. Now, looking at the spring game, there's a few things. You know, spring games, I don't put a lot of thought into. You know, the it's just a way for the coaches to kind of culminate the, the spring, the, the work the kids have done, you know, give them a chance to perform on the ACC network. What are some things that we should look for as kind of, you know, barometers of how the spring is going? Of course, so here's a few things I would I would say. I can I want to see where the run game is. I want to see where the the offense has kind of adjusted the run game now that David Bailey's gone to see like if it's going to be Patrick Garwo, if it's going to be Travis Levy and Xavier Coleman and see how they work in this system with Phil Dracovic. Love to see that. The other piece, a lot of defensive questions. I want to see who starts at linebacker one. You're not going to know who's going to be the depth chart, but like, 
does Isaiah Graham Mobley really step up? Does Cam Arnold, who's you know had media availability for the first time in his career, is he going to be a starter? Where does that that kind of line up? Or is it going to be someone like Vinny De Palma? I'd love to see who which defensive players really step up in the spring game. And then, just like I, you know, I love to see, you know, as a fan, you you may not know the names yet. I know them just because I've covered their recruiting and I've seen them kind of come up. But I love to watch to see what the younger kids are doing. The you know Taji Johnson, he's a wide receiver who had a big summer last year. Didn't get to see him because it was never recorded. But love to see what he can do. How about some of the young tight ends, Charlie Gordonier? What what's he capable? Or Hans Lillis, who's the other tight end? What are they capable of doing? You know, and you know, it's not a sexy position to watch, but the offensive line, we know the top five, but what about guys like Ozzy Trapillo, Drew Kendall, you know, Kevin Pine, these other guys that are coming up the pipeline, they're going to replace these starting five when they probably all go to the pros next year. So getting to see some of this youth uh, perform and, and and get to see what they're capable of is going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to continue talking about spring game uh conversations this week. We'll continue to add a little bit here and there. Um, but check out BC Bulletin all week. And you, you know, after the game, I'll have full analysis of everything. Believe me, uh, you'll want to check all that out. So this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share it with family and friends. Uh, the best way to help us is to spread the word. Um, and we appreciate all of you who, who have made this part of your day. I mean, you know, for the people who have said it to me, um, you know, that, you know, giving us ratings on Apple, even the people who hasn't said anything and you're, you're the quiet listeners that don't want to say stuff. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate all of you. Uh, this is, you know, a love of labor for me to do. I do it every day, but I enjoy it. And, um, it's a way for me to kind of talk and Hey, if you know, a little shout out here, if you go back, I was just listening back to one of my old segments. Guys across the street are lighting off fireworks. You can probably find that on there. Uh, <laughs> so certain things that happen when I'm re- trying to record. So this is AJ Black. I'll see you all again tomorrow for another show. Take care, everyone.